Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. Hey, we are launching a new series, as Pastor Nick shared, on Philippians, Letters from a Prison. And, uh, and I, I love the fact that we're going to be, as a church, diving into a book of the Bible together. We're going to be discovering this uh, in our next four Sundays over October. Uh, also, we're going to be diving into this in our life groups as well. We're going to be talking in more depth in our life groups about uh, this book of Philippians, a letter that Paul wrote in chains in a Roman, Roman house arrest, Roman prison, as he wrote to the church in Philippi. And, uh, but I love the fact that really the heart behind this is us as a church diving into the Word of God. How many know that the Word, it, the Bible is the inspired Word of God? Inspired Word of God. You know, the Bible was written by 40 different authors, you know, over a spanning period of around 1,500 years. And uh, these 40 different authors, authors were inspired by the Holy Spirit to pen the things that God was speaking to their heart. And, there, and it was compiled together. It's incredible how the Word of God just really runs the theme of creation, the fall of mankind, redemption through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the restoration of creation, of humanity in the future. And we see this amazing theme that runs throughout. But the Word of God is God's life. It's God's pen word that's written to us to speak into our lives. You know, I thank God that at the age of 10, my, my mom and dad decided when I was saying, man, I want a mountain bike, I want a mountain bike. I kept telling them all the time I want a mountain bike. Mom and dad decided to buy me a brand new New King James Version Bible for my birthday, my 10th birthday. And I opened it up because I did want one, I must say. And, uh, and I was so excited that mom and dad made a decision in my life to invest into my life at 10 years of age to buy me a Bible. Now, at Christmas, they still bought me the mountain bike. That's great. Thank you so much. I still got the mountain bike. But I'm so glad that I had parents at the age of 10 that said, hey, I want to invest. You, you know, it's plenty of time for a mountain bike. There's something going on in your life right now, and I want you to have a Bible instead. And, uh, and I love the fact that the Word of God is supernatural, it's powerful, it's, it speaks into our lives, and if you allow it to, it can transform your entire world. It can transform your mind, your thinking, your inner man, and it can begin to change the way you outlook on life the way we see life around us. And I really believe that God's going to do something amazing over this month of Philippians. Now, the letter to the Philippians, as it was written by Paul the Apostle, you know, he wrote about 60% of the New Testament. And uh, we see here that as he wrote this letter under house arrest, in chains, under house arrest, you can see in his heart the desire that he has for the Philippian people, for the church, for, the, for these people. There's, there's a real love. As I've read through over the last month, just read through uh, this, this whole book, it's just incredible to see the heart. It's actually a pastoral heart that Paul has as he writes to these people. You can genuinely see through the words that he loves them. He loves these people. He's praying for them. He's thanking them. He's honoring them. He thanks them for their generosity. They've been generous to him. They've given to him. And we're going to discover more about that over this month. But I just love that as he starts the, 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 the first chapter, he says, With grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We see that Paul opened many of his letters this way. He had a a, a typical way that he wrote out his letters, just incredible. But you can see something amazing that Paul begins to open up as he shares these encouraging thoughts to the church in Philippi. And I want to dive into a couple of key things. Now, the chapter, the first chapter of Philippians probably has about 10 different themes in it, but I'm going to dive into two today. And Pastor Nick tonight's got an amazing message. He's going to dive into a couple more in our 6 p.m. service tonight, which is great. You know, Philippians 1, verses 12 and 14 says this, and I want you to know, as he writes to this church, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped me to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. My first key that I can pull out of this today is that we've got to choose your outlook. Choose your outlook. How many know we need to choose your outlook every day, don't you? Got to choose the way we're seeing life, choose the way we're seeing what's going on in the circumstances around us. And we need to be able to choose our outlook every day. But I love that Paul begins by sharing all the good that's been happening here. All the good. He's he's a man, he's in, in a prison. He's under house arrest. He's making it very clear that he is chained to a wall. I mean, I don't know how, how far those chains stretched, but it meant that he couldn't go anywhere. It meant that he couldn't travel. It meant that he couldn't go outside and talk to the, to the Roman the, the church that was in the city of Rome. It meant that he couldn't travel to Macedonia. He couldn't travel to Philippi. He, had to, he, was, he was actually forced to write these letters. Now, here we are. Around 2,000 years later, we're absolutely blessed that we have the book of Philippians because Paul couldn't travel. Have you ever thought about that? Just because he was stuck in a jail in Rome, he was forced to pen these words down. Now, I think he still would have written. I think he still would have written even if he didn't spend all this time he did in prisons. But I just love the fact that we are blessed today and hundreds of millions of Christians the world over are blessed today and throughout history because Paul wrote the book of Philippians. Who's thankful for that today? You know, I love this fact that here he is having to write this down. Now, I love that as he's writing this, he's, he's recalling as well that if you read Acts 16, you'll read an amazing passage of Scripture of when Paul and Silas were in, were in Philippi and, and, and some stuff went down where they were in prison, they were beaten and they got placed in the lockup for a night and they worshipped until midnight that night and the power and presence of God came into the Philippian prison, broke the chains off their hands and feet, opened up the doors and God's power set them free. Set them free that night. It's just incredible how even in that moment, the entire prisoners, the jail guard that was there, they all got saved in one night. It was an amazing miracle. And we see this picture here of Paul writing to these same people. These people that had seen such an amazing miracle where they're looking. And I, I think maybe some of them would have been wondering, how come God's not doing the same thing twice? How come God is not setting you free like he set you free here? Why is God doing something different now than the way he moved in this situation? And see, Paul is here trying to encourage the people. 
And he writes this letter and he says, hey, man, I want you to see the good things that are happening. Because I am in chains, because I am here, the people of the church are so motivated, they're so moved that they're out spreading the gospel into the city of Rome. Man, the people here, even the palace guard and everyone that I'm meeting know that I'm not here in change because I'm a criminal. They know I'm here because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Because of my faith, they know this. They have spoken of this. And God was moving. The gospel was spreading. And here is Paul in chains, not seeing the problem, but seeing the good things that God is doing. See, he chose his outlook. He chose the way he was going to see the situation that he was in. And I love that because, because of this, the people, the Christians were motivated. Paul's circumstance became their motivation. His circumstance became their motivation. And sometimes we don't understand. It's like, God, you know, I'm sure Paul would have woken up some days and said, God, can you get me out of this prison? I know I would have. If I was there, I'd be like, God, set me free. I need to get to the churches. I need to get, I need to move. I, I need to go, God, why am I in prison right now? I'm not being effective. I'm not being useful right now. But Paul made a decision in his heart to get up and pray, to get into the scriptures himself, to allow himself to be in a place where his outlook was right. And he began to see the situation, see, wow, I'm hearing these reports. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. God is moving in the city. He's moving in the community. I, my, my, my chains have motivated people around me. Now, I want to tell you today, sometimes, church, there can be issues and circumstances that you'll go, ha, go through in your life as well. Sometimes there's things that go on, and we, we look at those situations, and we try to understand them. I know I have in my history. I've, I've looked at my situations at times and tried to understand them in the moment. And it's hard to. Because oftentimes, like Paul and maybe the Philippians, you want to compare it to another situation, don't you? You want to compare and say, well, God, how come, how come you, you broke Paul out of prison there, but you, you're not doing it now? How come you're not doing it right now? What, what is your plan here? What are you trying to do here? And see, no matter what you may face in life, there could be a circumstance in your family. It could be in your marriage situation. It could be in your business. It could be in your work and, and, and what's happening in your workplace right now. It could be amongst your relatives. It could be all sorts of different situations. It could be financially in your life. And you're looking and saying, God, how did we get to this situation? Lord, Lord, last year you moved on this situation. But God, how come it's not shifting the way it did then? i got to tell you today, I know that there's some people here today that you may be thinking that. You may be feeling that right now, but I want to let you know that even if God is not moving the same way that He did then, it doesn't mean that He's not moving. It doesn't mean that He's not moving on your behalf and moving in your situation. What it means is, is that we need to tap into God to draw near to Him, to open up our Word and let it feed into our lives so that we are beginning to see God's perspective and not our current circumstances perspective. I want to let you know today that you have a God perspective around your life. I have a God perspective around my life. We have a current circumstance perspective, but we've got a God perspective as well. And it is a choice for every one of us on whether we choose to keep our eyes on the circumstance perspective or God's perspective. 
And I love that Paul, he kept himself in this place. He allowed himself to let the Spirit of God minister to his heart. And this is what he says in Philippians 2.16. It really shows what was going on in Paul's life. He says, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. What is he saying? He's showing us what he was doing. He allowed himself every day to let the scriptures speak into his life. Even though there was so much maybe going on in his world, going on in his inner world, the worry, the concern. Man, this, this man is, is, is kind of on death row. He was. He was waiting to go and see Emperor Nero and to see whether he was going to live or die. He did not know what was going to happen. But what he knew is he was going to draw on the Holy Spirit. What he knew was he was going to open the Scripture and allow God to speak into his life every single day. Even though things weren't changing, they weren't shifting that quickly. But he allowed himself to say, God, I want to focus today on your outlook, on your perspective. Because I've got a perspective and it's screaming at me right now. But I want to see your perspective. And see, the only way that we really do tap into God's perspective is really by allowing the Word of God to speak into our lives. When we open up our Bible, when we open up our YouVersion Bible app on our phone or our tablet, or whatever way you open up the Scriptures, how many know that it's amazing? We live in 2018, so much technology. We really don't have any excuse to not read the Bible, do we? Even can press play and someone speaks it to you. It's pretty amazing, you know? And, uh, and I love the fact that we have access to the Word of God. He's got some parchments. He's got papers around. He's got things. He's writing his own letters. But, but the Scriptures are speaking into his life. And I want to encourage us today, if we want to see a renewed mind in any situation, that is about the Word of God speaking to our lives. And if you want a word from God, just open your Bible. Open up your Bible. This is what I've found in my life when I'm, I'm praying and I'm saying, God, I need a word from you. It's like, open my word, open the Bible, just get into it, just start reading because I'm going to speak to you. And when we begin to dive into the word of God and we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our lives, I want to encourage you, man, His, light, His word comes alive to us. It comes alive to us. You know, I, there's a reason why the Bible is the most sold book in all the world. The reason why the Bible is the most read book in all the world, even to this day, it outsold Harry Potter books. Did you know that? There's a reason why the Bible is the most stolen book to this day in all the world. Because it's not just the book. It's the Word of God. And if you want a word for your life, and you want to hold firmly to something, it's about allowing yourself to change some of your schedule in your life, shift some things around your life so the Word of God is feeding into your life every single day. And that's what I'm believing and praying for over this month, that we'll be able to dive into this book together and let God speak into our situations. You know, many, many years ago when I was a youth pastor, uh, my father, and he's okay with, with me talking about it, but my father went through a really dark place of depression in his life. And, uh, and, and, and I remember having phone calls with him at this particular point in his life. And, uh, and just, just every week, hey, Dad, how you doing? Even every couple of days, are you going okay? Everything all right? And I remember my dad got into a place where he just got so negative and so down in himself about all the situations that were going on in his world. And I said, and I remember one day I felt the Holy Spirit 
really rise in me uh, to, to just say, hey, Dad, I want to let you know, man, you, you're speaking really negative right now. And usually as a son, I didn't do this that often with my dad. But I just said, Dad, I, I really believe something needs to change. Something needs to shift right now. Are you still reading your Bible right now? Because I grew up with a father that every day came out and opened his Bible every morning as he ate his Weetbix. Every day. That was my dad. Every day. He knew the Word of God. And I, and I said, Dad, you reading your Word right now? And he said, he said, no, I've stopped. I said, are you praying right now? No, nah, not talking to God. Not talking to God right now. Here, come on, who's, who's, who's identifying with this right now? Not talking to God right now. Because of the circumstances, because of the situation, it was causing him to draw back. It's causing him to draw away from God. And I said, Dad, you have got to get back into the Scripture again. And I, and, and I know in that moment, it's like, can you help me? Can you pray for me? I, 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 know, I, I know that I need to. And, 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 and eventually, over a period of time, he got back into the Word of God. He got the help he needed in that particular point in his life. And he was able to allow the Scriptures to speak into him. I remember the phone call when he rang me up. He said, Paul, I've been reading the Word every day. Man, things are changing in my mind. I'm not thinking the same anymore. I'm not thinking the thoughts I was thinking anymore. My words are changing. The way I'm speaking is changing. Everything's changed. I said, Dad, I can hear it in your voice. I'm, I'm 1,500 kilometers away from you, but I can I can see, I can hear in you right now that something's shifting, something's changing inside of you. You're not letting this thing take you. You're, you're letting God take you. You're coming back into His presence. And man, He came out of that, never been back since. God has set Him free completely. It's such a miracle of what happened in His life. And I want to give God a clap for that because that was powerful. He got set free. And that's a word for some people today. Maybe you're in a place right now where everything in you wants you to pull away. Everything in you wants you to pull away from, from community, wants you to pull away from prayer, wants you to pull away from the Word of God. But I, can I tell you, push past the way you feel because that is not going to help you. It's not going to help you in isolation. But taking those steps into community, into church life, into life groups, taking those steps to, to be around friends and, and doing what God has called us to do, opening up your scriptures again, letting God speak into your life. I want to tell you, a miracle is just around the corner when we take one step closer to Jesus. Amen. And see, Paul had an opportunity where he could have got down, he could have got angry, he could have got withdrawn in himself, he could have isolated himself and got really angry at the Philippians and said, don't even bother bringing anything. You know, hello. It happens, doesn't it? There's reaction instead of response. But he chose to respond. He had a great spirit and he chose the outlook that he carried inside of his heart and his mind. And I want to tell you today, outlooks can shift in your life if you open up your Bible and let the Word speak into your life today. It can change situations, circumstances. See, the, the Word of God is like food. How I many know we need food? We need food. You can only go about three days without water. You can go probably 40, maybe more days without food. But we need food to, to naturally sustain us. And we need the Word of God, which is food for our spirit to spiritually to sustain us. And sometimes we've been starving the spirit man. We've been starving that spirit man. And man, we can't, we can't you know, have a spirit man that's bulimic, man, that's like, you know, just, you know, really just sitting in a corner and there's no life there. We've got to feed that spirit man. Because if we want the spirit man to grow stronger, we've got to be able to feed it with the Word of God. How are we doing today? Amen. Second point is this, is your prayer matters. Your prayer matters. Philippians 1.19 to 20 says this, For I know that as you pray for me, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me 
This will lead to my deliverance. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. What an outlook. Man, this guy's a legend. It's amazing what he carried in his heart. But I love as Paul is confident as he speaks to the Philippian church. What's he saying to them? Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers. See, I know, I have hope that God is going to move in my situation. I know that answers are coming. Whether He comes through or not, it doesn't matter. I want to let you know, church in Philippi, your prayers are helping sustain me. Your prayers are helping the Holy Spirit of God sustain me. It's helping my thinking. It's helping my life. It's helping me get revelation. It's helping me in the midst of my circumstances. What's he saying? Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying for me. Don't stop doing it. Hey, maybe, maybe I'm not going to get let out like I was let out in Acts 16. Maybe that's not going to happen like it happened in Philippi. But I want to let you know that God is doing something powerful. He's moving in this situation. So don't stop praying. Church, don't underestimate the power of your prayers. Don't underestimate the power of what God is doing. See, sometimes when we're praying for situations, we can feel like, man, I was praying for someone to get healed and they haven't been healed yet. Or maybe they didn't get healed. You're praying for a situation for, a, for your business and it hasn't broken through yet. You've been praying and praying and praying and believing God to move on a circumstance and situation. And oftentimes, man, we get a little disheartened when it's not happening the way we're picturing it in our own minds. I've been there too. I've been in those situations, church. When you're praying and saying, God, this has got to shift. This has got to move. And it almost feels like God's not saying anything. All He's really saying is just trust me. Trust me. Keep praying. Keep believing in me. So we find it hard in our current culture today because our society is really instant, isn't it? We like instant stuff. We go through Macca's and order our McDonald's meal. If it takes longer than 60 seconds, we start huffing and puffing and looking around. And Man, gosh, it's been a minute. We get on our phone and load, load our app. It takes longer than three seconds. We're like, what? Man, what's going on with this thing? I need a new phone. We like things, boom, 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 instant, instant. It's our society, isn't it? It's Western culture. And God can move quickly. I want you to know that. God is lightning fast when He's moving, when He wants to move and He's ready to move. But God's not a microwave God. Sometimes God likes a slow-cooked meal. He does. Smelt that slow-cooked meal? You come into the house and... Sometimes Kate puts it on and I, I come home, I open up the door and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Woo! And I float like Bugs Bunny all over the kitchen. I gotta find this scent. Where is this coming from? And the dog's at the door, just staring at me like, this thing's driving me crazy, man. Wafting out the window. It's wafting. It's beautiful. Man, I grabbed the ladle out and, ooh, baby, this is going to be good. Yeah, eat more than I should have. You know, but God is, sometimes he's, He does a little slower than what we want Him to. 
Because I want you to understand something right now, is that God wants you. God wants your heart. He wants your life. He wants your mind. He wants your attention. He wants you. He wants relationship. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's after. So Paul is encouraging the Philippians and saying, hey, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing because something's going on right now in me and something's going on in you, in your lives, in your situations and what's going on. We're going to discover more about the story of what God does in later chapters. But I love the fact that, hey, God is after our hearts. He's after our lives. And when we switch on to Him and when we don't stop praying, when we, when, we, when we don't look at situations and say, well, it's not changing the way I want it to, so I'm going to pull away from that. God doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. He wants us to continue to seek Him out, continue to search Him out. Hey, no matter what you're believing for right now, you might be believing for a loved one to be healed. Man, I've sat down with so many people at times, man, that have that, been blocked in there, even coming to know Jesus in their life because they, they tell me the story. I know of three different occasions of different people that said, man, I don't want to get saved. I don't want to give my life to Jesus because I prayed for my grandmother and she died and God didn't heal her. So I'm not going to give my life to a God that couldn't heal my grandmother. I've had three different occasions of people saying that to me. And I've thought, man, wow. Wow, that, that, that's been a blockage for you. And I've sat and I've been able to talk to them about how God works, how His sovereignty works, and how life sometimes has situations and, and, and there's pain and there's hurt and there's things that don't always go the way we plan. But at the end of the day, God is there to help us on the other side. He's there to help us through. And yes, sometimes God does heal people and He sets people free. And I've said, I've seen it with my own eyes. God healed people from cancer. Heal them in their, in their brokenness. Heal them in their situation. And I've also prayed for a lot of people that didn't get healed as well, that didn't make it. But I've got to tell you, it hasn't stopped me from believing in a God who loves us and believes in us and, and wants to help us through the circumstances and situations in our lives. See, don't stop leaning in to find God. Don't stop leaning in to find His heart and His love and His life because God is there and He wants to build our lives. He's teaching us. He's showing us. He's guiding us in this life. He has so much more He wants to uh, reveal to us in this life as well. But we're not going to find that by drawing away. We're not going to find that by shutting up our Bible and letting dust get on it. We're not going to find it by not praying, by not worshiping. We're not going to find those revelations. We've got to allow ourselves to push past the way we feel at times and come and find Jesus. Come and find who He is because there's peace there. There's life there. There's revelation there. There's hope there. We can begin to see it from God's perspective. It's hard to see God's perspective when we don't want to be around Him. Hello? But when we allow ourselves to come in, He can bring answers Sometimes to the way that we didn't understand things that, didn't, that went down the way we didn't think they should have. Sometimes we're looking at those things. And I've got to tell you today, there's some answers that may not, you may not get answers for in this life. We'll go to be with Jesus and we'll get those answers. I don't know why. I can't answer those mysteries today. But all I know is this, is that it's better doing it with Jesus. It's better doing it with His power of the Holy Spirit than doing it without Him. It's far better, far better. 
because God wants to reveal more to our lives. He wants to tap us into understanding who he is in the midst of those situations. And this is where Paul is at. This is where Paul's at. He's like, hey, come on, keep walking with me, guys. Keep walking with me, church. God's at work here. He's doing something powerful here, regardless of what goes down. Whether I live or I die, I'm living for Jesus. That's, that's something that you can guarantee about him. And so church today, I want to encourage us today. God is at work. He's at work in your life. He's at work in my life. He wants to move in your situations right now. But he also wants to do it in his timing. He's going to do it in his way and his timing. And he wants us to trust him in that. Can we do that today, church? Can we trust him? Don't stop praying.